When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, hi. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, the radio show that becomes a podcast. Kind of like that. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cock is hanging out over there in the uh, world-renowned Model Aircraft Museum. Which uh, still awaiting its first visitor. Well, but, you've uh, had you know, virtual outcome. visitors. I know you had the That's virtual true. visitors. That's true. Had a couple of them today that were got mildly. Got to avoid mildly. COVID and RSV, you know, and influenza. That's a good point. So hide visit. in my little room here. You hide in uh, your okay. room. Tom does a great yeah. job hiding in his room, by the way. Excellent work. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are here to try and help you manage money better. All you have to do is give us a call and ask us what we can do to help. Our phone number is 855 855- 935 talk 855-935-8255. So uh, stop in. Give us a call. You know, you notice on the show, we don't spend that much time talking about returns. No. We don't come on and say, buy this, it'll go up. or if it, it, No, we don't talk about them at all. I mean, well, okay, yeah, really. you do. I try to discourage it. Yeah. Well, because people, you know, they generally want to know. I, I think the more important thing for most people is to know, how to invest, how to invest at a low cost and be tax efficient. You got to first decide if you're going to take market like returns. If you're not, then yeah, you need to pay attention to returns and find uh, someone who's going to beat the market, which we can't find. But it's interesting that after last year, there's a lot of gnashing of teeth and uh, unhappy, unhappiness around the fact that stocks and bonds went down. They're calling it the Worst every year for the portfolio of 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. Oh, we've done a bunch of podcasts and stuff yeah, on, on those who have said 60-40 is dead. Yep. It's over. You don't do that. And well, then we did the resurrection one just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that's a good point. We did. Well, okay. Uh, maybe a little early for Easter. But here's the thing. No, um, resurrection of 60-40. I wasn't going religious. Oh, 60-40. Sorry. Uh, so our friend Jason Zweig, and we do think he's one person you should read, pay attention to. And I, I think I get this for free. I'm not sure. I do, I'm a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal, but I get a regular email from him, uh, from the intelligent investor. Now, that is free. Says, yes, that's free. Okay. I think you should. That's easy sign up. It's, yeah, it's uh, free. The intelligent investor. And it's a great, great piece. He says, um, your investing strategy just failed. It's time to double down. He says the 60-40 is going to do better in the years ahead. Now, I'm not going to make that statement because I don't know. But what I will say is the 40% in bonds had a crummy year. The intermediate-term bond fund that we use lost about 12% of its value. That is That's very, huge. very harsh. Huge. Because normally, stocks don't do well, and bonds sort of hover, right? They're not moving around a lot up or down. But last year, both were down substantially. But here's the good news, and Jason agrees with me here. The good news is now yields of around 4% are coming from those bond funds that you own. I just looked at the, uh, the, the SEC yield for the... The the Vanguard Municipal Bond Funds. I talked to a gentleman this morning. Four point two percent. I mean, what? so now 
Yeah, you can own bond funds that actually pay you something for the first Wait, time. Wait, for and a tax-free like, fund? Tax-free fund. First time in like 10 years. I think it's VWEHX or something like that. But this is something to pay attention to. And this is why Jason says the worst is probably over and history puts today's opportunities in perspective. Um, and again, just going back to what we always talk about, the fact that we don't know what's ahead, but I can tell you that if 40% of your money's in at least something that's yielding the 4%, that's in a better place than it was the last 10 years where the yields were darn near nothing. VWEHX, that's the corporate. Yeah, okay. I got it. I, it's I, because the Vanguard. I'll, I, I'll find it for you. Here. Yeah, because the, the on BND, the uh, Vanguard total bond ETF, the yield on that is 4.14, and that's a taxable yield. So it shocked the heck out of me if a tax-free bond fund had a 4% also. It would mean – it either means that they have to be taking a lot more risk. Uh, let it didn't me, look like it. I'm trying to find Vanguard, the ticker here, and it's not coming right up. Vanguard Municipal Bond in, uh, Index Fund. Maybe that's why I didn't – Muni. I don't have – I think they call them tax-free. I think you may be right. Tax be exempt problem. bond. There you go. Is tax, it V? Well, I can look at Hang on. VTEB is the tax exempt bond ETF, and that's yielding 3.34. And that makes more sense. Yeah, it does. This was their, 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 their uh, mutual fund, not their ETF. Must be long term or higher risk. I just don't want anybody to think they can get 4% on, on a low risk tax free bond fund because that just can't be. That's just too high. I don't want to anyway, mislead. Anyway, we don't no, we don't want to mislead. Uh, but I will say this: with uh, even the ten-year now is paying something like three something, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. So you're making the point of the matter was you're making something. And I don't know why for the life of me. Uh, the long term is VWLTX. VWLTX. Just checking. Just want to make sure. And that should, uh, the uh, yield is about uh, 2.6. So yeah, I think we're three is probably more like it. But anyway, moving on. The yields are higher. Is, yeah, yields are higher. In, and if you're somebody who believes in having balance in their portfolio, better times probably are ahead. Again, I'm not going to back Jason up necessarily and say, it's going to be better because we don't know what's going to be better or not. But that is helpful. I got to say, uh, though, I will kind of go with him and I'll say it's like, you know, that it'll be better someday. You can almost say that with close to 100% certainty that someday a 60-40 portfolio is going to provide a more positive return. I mean, that seems like a pretty safe statement, doesn't it? After the last 10 years, I think you can... I, I'm not going to say. I'm just not going to go there. But All right, I, it I, does. It does appear to be better. Uh, I'm really frustrated that I can't find this fund because I gave it to somebody this morning. But I may be able to go through my notes and find it. Okay. Well, that's not again not the point. Point is that the way you've been investing is the way you should still be investing because it has worked, and going forward, it almost has to continue to work. 
because one of the things... V-W-A-H-X. V-W-A-H-X. All right. It's going to drive me nuts. All right. I'm going to look it up. You know who I am about these things. Uh, While I do that, we're going to figure that out. V-W-A-H-X? I don't know. We'll be back. We're talking real money. are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yep, that's what we do, and we got to clarify for you right here. Yeah, uh, the fund yeah. that Tom was looking up, he thought was a tax-free regular bond fund, but it was yeah. a tax-free. It is tax-free. It is tax-free. High yield, but it's high yeah. yield, which means it's we don't recommend high paper. yield funds. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I ended up there, but uh, so but the VWAHX is paying four. That's in bonds that we generally would not use. No, it's riskier no, because it's yeah. riskier. So. Uh, but it 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 means that you you can with BND you can get a four percent SEC yield Correct. now now yep and uh, with a tax free you can get about three in the intermediate. And the term. thing is, we looked at this a few years ago. If you remember, very few people end up paying much tax on the interest they get from bonds because your income has to be pretty high. So you could go ahead and use the BND, get the four, probably won't impact your taxes much, rather sure. than using, for most people, for most using people. the uh, tax exempt. Yeah. Again, our phone number is 855. No, it's not a big deal. Wait, you know how many symbols are spinning around out there? <laughs> I, that's one of the reasons I like ETFs better, too. They have shorter symbols. <laughs> Easier to remember. Easier to remember. Well, I can remember VT, BND. There oh, go. there you go. Yeah. But those five-letter ones, who knows? I mean, remember we used to do VTWSX, then it was VTWAX. Now it's just VT. Yep, I know. 855-935-TALK. Call us like Joel did. Hey, Joel, welcome to the show. I have been listening to you guys for years, have used your services, just have a couple quick questions. One, I don't hear you saying Vessery anymore. Did Appel buy you out, partner you? What happened? Yes, we partnered with Appella. Uh, we joined them uh, as <laughs> uh, two years ago. Yeah, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And then we gradually phased out the vestry names because we wanted that commonality across the country so that you could walk into an Appella office in Connecticut and, you know, still be with the same company. I, di- I didn't take the sign either. I came that close, but what happened to what the, sign? the vestry sign? I think it I think it's in the you know what? They I'm threw sorry. my sign away. No. No, no, I threw it. Because it's one of those, you got to tear off the Band-Aid. What do you, I'm, was, I was going to put it in my garage. Mm, yeah, carry that around. I was going to hang go. it outside Sorry. the front of the house. When... <laughs> Hi, Vestry. Vestry, yeah. I... No, good good point, Joel. Good point. Yeah, we the, the name's dead, but the, but the legend lives on. There you go. Anything else? Yes, sir. You guys have talked ETFs versus conventional mutual funds. Which should I be in now? I'm going to be retiring within the next year. It, are you, you know, already in conventional mutual funds? Oh. I am at Vanguard a whole bunch, yes. Oh, well, with Vanguard, it's a nice... It's Okay, there's an advantage to actually going to ETFs with Vanguard. Well, I'm going to let you tell that, but here's what I'm going to say. If this is in a qualified account, is this like IRAs or Roth IRAs, or is this regular brokerage? 
Okay. So here, the reason that I think, and we talked about this on a recent program, that in 10 to 15 years, the mutual fund industry is going to be far smaller because ETFs have so many advantages, especially in non-qualified accounts, like regular brokerage accounts. I mean, so, okay, in addition to the fairly low cost they have, and yes, I know you could probably buy some mutual funds with similar or low cost. The uh, you can buy diversification, all the things that we talk about, but you trade them for free and the taxes, the way that they're structured, they don't actually sell the securities to simply exchange them inside the fund so that you don't have capital gains. Very, very, very little. So they have all the advantage as far as I can see. And I do think mutual funds are going the way of the dinosaur, the unit investment trust. Whatever. I mean, fill in the blank. It's going to be tough. So if I was just trying to figure out my portfolio today, I would use ETFs instead of mutual funds. And by the way, the other great thing about Vanguard, Don, you can talk about why you like them. Vanguard eventually will move all of those conventional mutual funds to the ETF wrapper instead. Well, that's the thing. Vanguard actually patented the process for converting a mutual fund into an ETF in kind with no tax hit, no taxable event. So let's say, just for example, you own VTWAX, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund. Right now, if you own that fund in a taxable account, every year you would get a capital, well, many years, some years you will get a capital gains distribution on which you will need to pay taxes. If that was in VT, you would never get a capital gains distribution. The only time you would pay taxes is when you sold. Part Part two, VTWAX has an expense ratio of 0.10% per year. VT. One tenth of one. No, one tenth, one tenth of one percent. No. One tenth one, of one percent. Yeah, okay, one tenth. Zero point one. Yeah, got it. VT has an expense ratio of seven one hundredths of one percent. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. I mean, they're both inexpensive, but they're a little more expensive. And by the way, the largest converter last year that moved from mutual funds to ETFs. Do you know this? Dim- I just saw this the other no. day. Dimensional funds, yeah. Dimensional funds. They were number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because the writing's on the fast. wall. The, 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 the handwriting's, it's right there. It says ETFs yep. make more yep. sense. Now, the reason we took so long coming around is because we are incredibly skeptical of new stuff. Because there have been so many times that new stuff has burned people like, oh, I don't know. Let's try 2001 and 2008 with collateralized debt obligations or auction rate notes or whatever it might be. So we didn't know, and we weren't comfortable saying ETFs are going to be able to survive a rapid fire meltdown of the market. And and they they didn't in 2011. Well, they did. They survived. They came back. I mean, the the market makers, but the market makers did not step in. So we had some questions. And by the way, because it's not just our money, it's the public's money and our clients' money. We're more conservative about adding things well, to, and changing things. We're very a lot careful. of firms it's aren't. Smart. Don't say just because we manage somebody else's money, we're conservative. No, no, I'm saying about, this is about us. This yeah, is, this, I'm saying I just don't, this is about us, I not don't about trust, the rest of the world. Yeah. You, you got to I, – I, I'm really a big believer in the trust but verify, verify, verify thing. Yeah, yeah okay, I, I trust you, but yeah. you better prove it to me first. Well, I don't trust you until you prove and it to way, me first. And by the way, if I could add one thing to this, because it came up in a conversation – yesterday people seem to get caught on this though why are you guys using etfs instead of mutual funds and and that makes me nervous because i know mutual funds i don't know in uh, etfs 
they're basically the same thing other than those few differences I just mentioned. So I think you're probably better off using them, especially if you're sort of in you're, you're moving your money around right now. My guess is, again, within a decade, most of the mutual funds will have converted to exchange traded funds anyway. Well, as a matter of fact, one of the newer uh, investment uh, investment funds out there, which is Avantis, which was started by the former CEO of Dimensional Funds in conjunction with American Century Funds, they didn't bring out any funds at all. The whole company is ETFs because it's a less expensive product for the firm to create, too. So it's better for everybody. It's just better. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We want to help you. We really do. And we've been doing it for a very long time. So call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. And uh, you can also, here's a little trick. If you don't get in during the show, you can call us 24-7 at 855-935-TALK. Leave your questions. We'll answer them on a future podcast. Or you can do this, which is kind of cool. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on the contact form. And right there is a button that allows you to record your question using your computer. Like right now, my mic is running through my computer. I could just speak into my mic and record a question. How long, by the way, how long does it record? Like the rest of the day? As long as you want. You just so if you don't turn it off, you and I are going to go back and listen to people's private conversations after the. You know, I don't know how that works because no one's ever done it. Okay, so that's what I would. I guess our listeners are smarter than we are. Taking the trash out. Yeah, our listeners are smarter than we are. Not than you, but than me for sure. Like, like maybe this one here. Hey, Tom and Don, had a question um, about my four hundred one k and how to add more of a value tilt uh, to my investments. Currently, I'm invested fully in the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. Expense ratio is point oh one. Um, the other options for adding a value tilt uh, within the 401k are pretty limited. There's no small cap value, which I would prefer. There is uh, a fund called the Dodge and Cox Stock X. Call letters are D-O-X-G-X. And it seems that it's a large cap value fund. Um, but the expense ratio is 046 just wondering what you know about the fund, whether you think it would be um, valuable to, to add some some of that to my portfolio to increase the overall value tilt. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call to Talking Real. It wasn't really a call. It was a recording at TalkingRealMoney.com. Dodge and Cox StockX. Uh, it's an actively managed fund. Not ridiculously expensive, but more expensive than an index. It does have a slight value tilt, but it's very, very, very large cap. And here's the rub. It is a tiny portfolio. It is yeah, here's probably what I would do. stocks. Wow, that is thin. I mean, here's probably what I would do. I would take half of the large cap allocation and put it in this, put the other half in, I think, 
he didn't mention the fund, but it's probably a S&P 500 type of fund. And then the other part of the U.S. stocks put that in the small, even though it doesn't have a value tilt. So you at least get small exposure, value exposure, and large exposure. Now, because we don't have them here to ask other questions of, uh, there is another option, and that is to use the less expensive, larger company funds in your retirement plan at work from whoever, whomever this is. And then in your other monies, your taxable accounts, your personal IRAs or Roth IRAs, that's where you get the small and value tilt for yourself because this is the most important thing about a portfolio. It is a single entity. It is the sum of its parts. It is not its parts. You, your 401k is not portfolio A and your IRA portfolio B and your taxable portfolio C. No, all of those together are your portfolio. So you can use different things in different types of accounts to get the same overall effect of proper balance. Yeah, and I think that's something you're right, Don. People have a tendency to overlook is the fact that you got to look at the entire portfolio and make sure you're properly balanced. That's a great idea uh, if you can do it. If you can't because you don't have those other assets, again, I would break it up. So inside that 401k, you have some value exposure. Value stocks over time have made more than growth stocks, so you want to have them there if you can. Boy, i got to tell you, I'm a little skeptical. I'm going to disagree with you slightly. I would have a much, much smaller amount in that Dodge and Cox only because it is such a it's such a skinny portfolio, and yes, then, and yeah, that it advantage the advantage of small cap, part of that's going to just get eaten up by the higher fees. Because remember, it's not a, a two and three point advantage; it's some years fractions of a point. Eight five five nine three five. Good point. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. Real money, real important, real life, real, um, really here for you right now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call, just like Anthony did. Hi, Anthony. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, welcome, sir. What's up? I bought, I bought a couple of EV stocks uh, at Vanguard, and I would like to know I have lost about five grand. Can I use those losses for my taxes? So I don't know how it works. So yeah, yeah, except but now, now you would have had, but for yeah. twenty twenty three, you would now have had done yeah. it already. Now it'll be a now it'll be a twenty twenty three loss. But yeah, of course you can do that. Okay, so but I'm gonna file taxes for twenty twenty two. I cannot use it, right? You can't. No, you can't use it for 2022. You would Unless have had, what? Turn back the, knows how to turn back the clock. No, he doesn't know you how to do that. Do that. Oh, There's okay. no time travel yet. I keep telling you that. Okay. You, you keep <laughs> asking. I'm hoping. Hey, if we go forward, like we can figure out what the stock younger. market did. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, you can't take a 2022 loss. You would have to uh, sell it, take the loss, and then book that loss for the 2023 tax year in 2024 when you do your taxes. So, uh, yeah, but you can still do it. You just can't do it for your taxes. Okay, so what about if I don't sell it and I leave it in, and what happened then? Nothing. It just, if it goes up, it goes up. What do you have it in? EV stocks, you said. 
Okay, okay. Oh boy, it sucks, man. It was about eight grand I have now. It's like three grand in there. Yeah, you you would have had to uh, you would have had like to do Tesla. It. I'm assuming you would have had to you would have had to take the loss in 2022 before the end of 2022 uh, to take it in uh, in in 20 when you file in 2023. Sorry, Anthony. Thanks for the call. Yeah. I had a bunch. Yeah, tax loss harvesting was too. We did some. Yeah, I did some. I, I had a bunch. I and went and looked we and I went, I did that much. Yeah. I lost that much money in 2022. Wow. Ooh, good news. Yeah. What? Yeah. So. No, actually, it's really good news because I'm going to have a capital gain uh, elsewhere so I can s- uh, offset some of that. It's That's good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 855-935-TALK. I just feel bad. No, I'm sorry. For, I mean, I'm sorry for people that bought Tesla and lost 65% of their money last year. Because they bought it after it had gone straight up. Yeah, but if they'd listened to us, well, yeah, they okay. would have never yeah. bought Tesla. So may, the lesson here is, it's not whether you can take the tax loss or not, because, you know, I took tax losses on mutual funds. Correct. You're, you, you don't want to own individual stocks because they can do... The thing that Tesla did, which is decline a lot, or I, I was reading about another one, uh, a, a store that was very popular with uh, 10 years ago with soccer moms and, you know, parents planning for their kids was Party City. What's Party City doing right now? Bankruptcy. The party's over. They Their stock went from $6 to like 15 cents a share. Boom. That is. I a, can send you. I can sell you some great Bed Bath and Beyond bonds if you'd like. That's okay. the thing. This is you, you. You own individual stocks. They they may do well for a while, but they're not going to tell you before they go south on you. And when they go south, they can take all your money with them. A mutual fund or an Bingo. ETF cannot yeah. do that if it's properly diversified. Eight five five nine three five talk. Charlie, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey guys. Uh, hey Charlie. Talking earlier about uh, ETFs versus mutual funds, and uh, I think it was VTWAX versus VT. And um, I was wondering if it would be prudent then to take, I have money in VTWAX, would it be a good idea to sell that and then buy VT? And if so, would that trigger any kind of wash sale rule? No, because uh, if, if you sold VTWAX, do you have a loss? Or do you have a gain? Uh, at this moment, after last year, it might actually be a loss. It's, it's pretty close, close to break even, I think. Well, okay, because here's the thing. There's two different ways to look at this. There are two mm, different ways to do it. Yep. If you have a loss in VT Wax, and this is in a taxable account, which it must be, or you wouldn't even worry about the wash sale rule, then right. you would sell it, take the tax loss, and wait 31 days to buy Even VT. though there are different because. Symbols. It's still a wash sale. Yeah, because they're 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 substantially identical portfolios. But you've pointed out another fund he could buy that's an ETF as well that is a globally diversified portfolio, but enough different that you'd be okay. I think it's AVGE. Yeah, the Avantis all uh, total market this, product uh, would yeah, do that. It but has a small but value if you tilt. do not have a loss and you have yeah, a gain, matter. then you just you have Vanguard move it from the mutual fund to the ETF internally, and then there's no gain for for tax purposes. Gotcha. Okay. You have time for one more quick question? Of course. Absolutely. 
I was wondering what your feeling is on the online high yield savings accounts that are literally some of them are up to like four point one percent. And if there's any, go get them. I, I, I yeah, love them. All right, they're FDIC yeah, unless you're like insured. The, unless, unless you're like okay. the guy who wants to go down to the bank and see his money. I mean, you know, I, which I never quite understood because it's not your money there. Not kidding. Brick, there's no reason to be in a bricks and mortar bank. Who goes to a bank, number one? Who, if you're, if you've got the insurance, who cares? And you're making like, I can't even run the percentage. Because what's Bank of America still paying? 0.17 or something on their, no, whatever, no, 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 no. Oh, point, pardon me. Point zero one. Point, point zero one. I mean, zero or, one. Yeah, I can't even run the percentage between that and 3%. I'm not and, smart. I mean, it's, and substantially Barclays more. is paying 3.4 on mm-hmm. a high yield savings account. Lending Club is paying 3.6. You can move the money if you needed to keep it there and move it right into your checking account to pay a bill or something immediately. Like, quick. Yeah, I don't Well, three Seriously. Days. It's just being more efficient with your money. As long mind. as long as you've got the FDIC insurance because it is possible yeah. that some like Lending Club Bank you know, it's a it's not exactly a a bank that you know, but because they got at the FDIC insurance, if they do something stupid, you're not going to lose. Does that help? Well, thanks very much. You are quite welcome. Thanks for the call. And by the way, those rates are thanks to bankrate.com where you can go look at all the yeah. various interest rates at any time. Yeah, they're down topic. actually a little bit. I think that's a little lower than they were a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's still low. 3.6. Come on. 3.3, 3.4. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, I was going to check some of the callers that came in from TalkingRealMoney.com. Um, cause I, I don't open them until it's yeah, cause what till you have to do them. You don't even touch them. No, I don't touch them because then I know no. that they're fresh and I, I, I would lose track of them, but then I, I just opened this one during. No, please. No, hold on. Turn hold it down. Turn it's it down. loud. Yeah. Now you're down. Yeah. And by the way, we we did take we didn't yeah I don't know what he we was didn't screaming. do podcast over the whole holiday. Well, I got people that wrote me, and yes, now from this point forward, unless Don is ill, we will do well. Basically, basically, if you sign up for the podcast, you're going to get five a week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, don't actually have so. to sign up for them, but you can sign up. By the way, yeah, it's easier. At, yeah, well, that uh, way they come right to your yeah yeah. If you go to talkingrealmoney.com, you can uh, sign up for the the newsletter. Which is where I yeah. every day I I every day I I send you yeah, a little a note. Point. It's not even automated. It's just me doing it. I do it by myself. And he took a few days off for the holiday, and then know, he got ill, just, so he took a few more oh. days off. So give him a break. Give him I a know. Break. It really, people get they get very upset. They and, get and it's it, somebody asked me yesterday, "Why do you do five a week?" And I said, "I think podcasting is a lot like baseball. Right. I think the reason baseball." The reason baseball became so popular is because they play it every day. 
Oh, you know, every that day may they be. would wake up and look in the paper and see the box score and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. how did Joe DiMaggio you know, that do? That may blah, actually blah. be a regular anyway, stuff. But but here's the thing. Here, like here's that. something really interesting. And, and I don't know. This is a little behind the scenes thing. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts. One of my favorite is This American Life by Ira Glass. He does it for national public radio stations, but he turns it into a podcast. And the podcast is marvelous. Uh, because it's a little bit, you know, they, they, they leave some of the things they have to bleep out for NPR in there and stuff like that. I love the podcast, but I wait till the end and I listen for the credits. And I listen for the credits on lots of podcasts. And You just want to see how many people are I making wanna, a podcast how, versus I the do. two of us. I do. I want to <laughs> see how many people it takes to make yeah. a podcast. This American Life, almost every episode, all the producers, the writers, the engineers, it's about 14 to 20 people. Wow. To make what a podcast. What is it podcast. for uh, Planet Money? It's Planet an hour. Money. About the same. Yeah, which I love. I love Planet right. Money. Right. Planet Money's it's another good one. For Economics Radio, another one I yep, wait for good. the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like a dozen people are on staff making the podcast. People, this doesn't come to people, people behind the scenes. How many people do we have on staff? How many people do we have on the Talking Real Money production staff? Yeah. Well, we have, we have two hosts yeah. and, and one person on the production staff. And that's the same person who's one of the hosts. I thought we were going to try to bring my dog in or something. No, that's it. <laughs> it's like, no, one. That's, that's it. Yeah. Every know, podcast, know, so. just so you know, every podcast, every podcast is edited by me in its entirety. And if I mess up, it's all on me. And I messed up on Fridays. I, yeah, I right. left a cough in that I thought I cut out and I didn't. And I just now cut it out. During one of our breaks, I cut it out and replaced yep. it. I edit every podcast, I convert it, I do all the production work, I create the artwork, I post it on the the internet, on the web, I post it on Talking Real Money, I send out the newsletter, so if for a few days you wait, don't wait, get wait, a... Wait, wait, po- wait, what? I'm trying to find my violin, just a minute, I'll be right No, back. no, no, but what the point is, the point I'm trying to make is, there will have to be times, just life forces tom wouldn't know how to edit a podcast if literally no, his if life was, depended on it no i could record one but you he wouldn't like it because it would just be me sitting there talking it'd be like other people we know that just but what if what if you had to time. edit it or or put it up on the no. web what would you do if you had to put it up on the web i would call somebody i know they would put it up on the web but that's what do you doing. even know what website do know people do you know which website to put oh, it on no idea. <laughs> <laughs> who hosts who hosts our podcast tom spotify a division of spotify that, but you won't oh, spotify okay. won't mm-hmm. cut it if you type in spotify okay. it won't work okay yeah. so you would right, you, you would be lost no. so i'm making an excuse <laughs> no there's no i i, I, I am defending I you i took a holiday and then i got the flu yeah Right. Okay. It's it's legit. And prior to that, I had my neck operated on for. I hate twenty twenty. Prior to that, it let's was not even remind was not me of twenty twenty two, shall we? Unpleasant. No. Time. See, yeah. I had let's blocked it, it all us. out of my head. Now it's coming back yeah. to me. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. Terrible. Letting it go. All right. I'm go. getting. I got. I'm getting another call. I've got yeah, one. I've got one. Okay. I haven't. Okay. I have not vetted this call at all. Oh gosh. All right. Okay. So wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. open it here so i can see the waveform to see if it's loud enough oh good it's loud enough and it's not too loud so it won't hurt your ears ready hello tom and don yep. this is mary 
I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and I would like to thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Here's my question. My husband has a 401k from his part-time job. Northern Trust Global Investments is the investment manager. All the mutual fund options are under their management. Could you help us assess if Northern Trust is a good investment management firm? Should we stay away from them? Or are they a good firm overall? He does have a 403B with his full-time job, where Vanguard is the investment manager. He currently has about $220,000 in his 401k from his part-time job, and he has about $35,000 in his full-time job 403B. He's currently not contributing to his part-time 401k and maxing out his full-time 403B. Uh, thank you again for your uh, guidance and happy holidays. Thank you very much for the question. So Northern Trust mutual funds, they do have a lot of mutual funds. Um, and interestingly, um, quite a few of them are indexes. They do offer index products. Wow. Uh, a lot of them are active. <laughs> so they, they're a little bit of everything. And I have never actually looked at their particular fund. So I'm going to look at this one, which is the Northern Stock Index Fund, which is yeah. it's a large cap How much? stock index. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, yep. And its expense ratio is quite low. Point. Get this. Ready? Yeah. This is going to shock you, actually. It's <laughs> half, that, half that of Vanguard's Admiral Total Market Index. Really? How? Wow. The portfolio, though, is 100% U.S. equity. My guess is, I don't know what the index is. Ah, I know what the index is now. What is the index that it follows? S&P 500. Uh, S&P 500. Okay. S&P 500. So it's an S&P yep. 500 fund. But it's a good, they do have a lot of uh, of products. They have, um, let's see, what do they have in indexes? Yeah, but we don't know if those are all available to that particular No, no but they do, they do have a mid, they have an international equity index. So if okay. they have index funds, then I would use them. I would build a globally diversified portfolio if you have the index funds available. Because uh, they do have a small cap index. They have an international equity index. Uh, they have global indexes. So, yeah, if you can get into the index funds, they're not going to be bad at all. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, 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 Tommy. Retirement here again. You know, for the last, like, uh, nine years, nine years or so, uh, we've been getting together there at, uh, at that thing called Retire Meet, we've been, where people have been meeting me retirement, right? Eight, yes. Well, uh, no, eight years, eight years, eight years. So um, if, if people want to meet with me again for the ninth year, how do they go about doing that? Go to retiremeet.com. It's Saturday, the 25th of February, and it's in Bellevue or online. Get wow. early bird tickets right now. So love to see you again. So, so they By don't the way, even wear the same suit from eight years well, ago. Well, you know, I'm I'm retired. So they go to what? Retiremeet.com. That's it. That's it. Yep. 